0: Let's dive in tonight. How many of you ever wake up and uh, you wake up in a fog? Okay. And let me tell you what my definition of fog is here. Okay. Fog. Anybody remember? Fear and other garbage. Okay. So let me ask you again. How many of you ever wake up with some fog on you sometimes? Fear and other garbage. And what we want to do is get this. Fog, fear, and other garbage off you. And listen, I want you to dive in this message. This is for you tonight uh, to get that off of you. Here's just a partial list. Heaviness. That funk. Sorrow. Fear. Dread. Distraction. Worry. Shame. Lose. Depressed. And I wrote out my margin. If you're hung over, that's your fault. <laughs> Temptation. Cares, confusion, anxiety, and so forth. And most of those things will try to ride on you in the morning. And I'll go ahead and warn you. They'll try to go to bed with you. Yes. Okay. And uh, we don't sleep with the enemy. Amen. No, okay. And so they'll try to get on you. But I'm, I'll show you in scripture even this morning. Things will try to hop on you, uh, greet you in the morning, and cover you over with fog. It is mostly soulish, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Sometimes there's real fog on you that has to do with a season. Maybe you've just had great loss. Maybe you're in the middle of trauma, tragedy, a huge project. You're working extra, you know, whatever it would be. There are understandable times like that, and and you know what, you kind of cowboy up for for times like that, and God will help you. Realizing it is a season; it is not your life. It is a season, and uh, there's seasons of of my life, your life as well. That it's just like you wake up and something's there, and I'm just going to tell you, it's going to stay there till the season's over, till you till you move things out. But there will always be grace. There'll be grace for that. Now, what? And, and I'm not trying to be cutesy with this, but the the remedy for the fog is the sun just as on a foggy morning the S-U-N will clear away the fog y'all with me? just like on a foggy morning the S-U-N will clear away burn away the fog I want you to know that the S-O-N can help to burn away clear out fear another garbage so you need time in his presence and you need the you need the light of his word and I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right up front. If that fear another garbage, and come on, be honest with me. How many of you wake up sometimes like that, and you got fear another garbage on you? Come on, get your hand. It's gonna be good. Confession's good for the soul. Get, get that. You're not proving anything to anybody. Say, no, I never do. I am just a wad of sunshine when I wake up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you are, and your breath is minty fresh too when you, when you wake up. But, but fear and other garbage gets on you. You need some time in His presence, and you need the light of His Word. And that's a whole nother, a whole nother issue that we'll get to. What I want to first look at is when you wake up and you have those things on, you have this sense of dread or worry or something that's even unidentified, and it's just like weighing on you. Nod your head if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, or you've got shame on you, or you've got what, whatever it would be. You need to locate, identify, and sort things out. Okay? Locate, identify, and sort these things out. Uh, a couple of ways to kind of illustrate this. You need to check the no fly list. Okay? In your personal life, it's check this out. Who is this? What is this that, that's on me this morning? Uh, no stowaways. Okay? If you have a stowaway, And that is something that's not supposed to be there, but is traveling with you. It will create weight, drag, it will deplete your energies, deplete your supplies. Uh, Sometimes when you order things of any kind of size that gets delivered by freight to your house, if you read carefully on the uh, shipping bill, it will say to you, inspect upon delivery. And don't sign until you're ready to accept it. And a few years ago, uh, we got something delivered to the house. It was a piece of furniture. Actually, I was so excited for it to come. Alicia ordered it for me. I was so excited for it to come. I just signed for it and the guy drove away. And then I cut the box open. You get through all this stuff and you get there and it's damaged. So then when I tried to make a claim that it was damaged, they said, you signed, you signed. And so guess what I have? It was, it was damaged, okay? And it was minor and we did some stuff, stuff with it, but I signed, it's okay. Now, now follow me on this. You don't want to have things weighing on you and you just accept it. You don't want to have these things on you for the day and you just, you sign off and say, well, it's just the way I am today. You know, you want to take the time to identify, to locate, to sort out what is going on. Here's some questions actually to ask yourself. It's worth the time to do this. Are you all with me, church? Is to ask yourself, what is this? Why am I feeling this way? Am I I the only one who deals with this kind of thing? Okay, Because some of y'all are like. What is this? Why am I feeling this way? Now, maybe you're in such a a pattern of just accepting it. And I'm going to tell you the truth. The majority of people are. The majority of people take how they wake up in the morning. They sign off on it. And they have stowaways galore. And they travel through their day. And uh, we need to do better than this. And the word of God promises better than this. Amen. Now, the enemy loves to hinder you right at the starting gate. He loves to get you right at the beginning. Now remember I told you that most of these things are soulish. So they're in the soul. If you'll remember from last week, and if you weren't here, go back and look at the archive of last week. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Will you say this with me? I am a spirit. I have a soul. I I live in a a body. Most people just think they're a body. And then there's a few cool old rock songs that talk about you know, heart and soul, you know, but whatever. But what we've got to realize is I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Now your soul, just real quick, is your will, your intellect, your emotions. In short, that means this. The soulish part of you is where you think, where you feel, and where you decide. So if you were someone's enemy and you could somehow hinder how they think, how they feel, how they decide—you'd want to do that, and you wouldn't wait until they're watching the evening news to do that. You would want to hinder their thoughts, their decisions, and their feelings—that would affect the whole day. You want to start that as early as you can if you're if you're an enemy of a person. Are are you, y'all here? Yes. Okay, y'all are just too docile. For me tonight Take vitamins Stop by the cafe On the way to church And Get in here Now um, When you get up In the morning Let's Let's just do this Real quick I'm going to Go high tech On us here Just for a moment And when it is Morning time Y'all there And it's In the morning, a.m. I've tried all these. Here's a good one. All right. When you wake up in the morning, ideally, everybody say ideally, ideally, you want your day to go up and to the right. You want your day to go up and to the right. You know what I mean by that? that, that we're, we're making progress. We're climbing. Things are going this way. Now, that's ideal. Reality is, and we've talked a lot about this, your day will be made up of crisis and process. Your day will be made up of crisis and process. So your day more is mo- more realistically maybe going to look like this. Or some variation thereof. Guess what? I'd invest in that. I said I would invest in that. Because if you watch the trend of it, it's up. Okay, but what the enemy wants to do when you wake up. That's too hard to get to. <laughs> is he wants fog to roll in and to ground you for the day. So that you just kind of, y'all just bear with me today because I'm just not myself. And then who are you? <laughs> who took you? What's going on? And I'm telling you, listen, this is, this is subtle. This is strategic. This is strategic. And the enemy is robbing you and robbing the people around you because you're not gathering manna. You're not picking up the peace, the joy, the mercy, all the things that God would give you in a new day because we sign off on this fact that, well, I'm just kind of down here today. And I understand real things go on in people's lives, all of our lives, but I'm trying to tell you that you you can do a little better than this I maybe had some crisis in process today okay you know just uh, my my middle son is um, he's sick right now Alicia stayed home with him she was cooking dinner um, she said I thought I'd have it ready for you before uh, you left for church what's that called? crisis <laughs> she said it'd be ready when you get home I go, oh, okay that's that's fine I'm good and so then just before I leave, she goes, oh, no, I can't believe it. And I thought, what? So I go out there, and I guess potatoes are involved in our meal tonight. And apparently too many potato peels in the, in the disposal. So it's crisis. So when I get home, guess what I'm going to do? Process. Okay. After I eat. Okay. But your day, and I'm making light of, making light of things all, all day long. Crisis, process, crisis, process. Don't be alarmed at that. That's part of it. It's part of it. And there's grace for it and there's wisdom for it. But I'd rather have this day than this day. Okay? Now, Mark chapter 4, verse 36. Are you there? It says, Now when they had left the multitude... They took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him and a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he, Jesus, was in the stern and he was asleep. OK, he's asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher. And I want you to notice this. this just stuck out to me a week or so ago. Teacher. Do you not care that we're perishing? I want you to notice that even the disciples of Jesus, when Jesus first woke up, guess what? They're ready to put care on him. And I think every day care is waiting to ride with you. If you're not careful when you get up in the morning, there will be care just waiting on you. Now watch this. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And notice, you know, instead of him taking care, he took care of business. He took care of business. Now watch this because he locates, he identifies, he sorts these things out here. Notice what happens here. He sorts out and deals with each aspect of this appropriately. It says that first of all, in verse 37, it says that a great windstorm arose. A great windstorm. That literally means a storm of wind. And this is on the Sea of Galilee. It's quite common. We talked about it a couple months ago in here. Even I even, I even showed you some pictures on some things there. But what happens is this wind comes up. And because of the windstorm... The waves are crashing against the boat. Waves and water are coming into the boat. And so that's what got them afraid. And they said, we're perishing. They just thought we're going to die out here in the middle of the sea. And so they went and said, Jesus, don't you care also that that we care that we're we're perishing here? Here's what Jesus did. It says that he arose, he awoke, but there's something else in that, that he arose and I think he looked around, and here 's the first thing that he did. It says that he rebuked the storm, the wind. he rebuked it. A rebuke is it's a, a command with a threat it's a command with a threat. you know it's it 's strong, it 's not please go away." okay there's something in it it's it's threatening it's commanding and he he spoke to the source, he sorted it all out. And he commanded it to stop. And then notice that then he spoke. Everybody say spoke. He sorted all of this out. And he said what we have here are a couple of different things. And he broke up the fog so to speak. And so we have the storm that he rebuked. And then you have the waves. And what are the waves? The waves are actually the result of the wind. Those are the symptoms. That is just the, the byproduct of, of this wind and what did he do to those? And that's what the guys were afraid of, but the real deal was the source behind it, the wind. And what did he do? He spoke, he stopped the storm, he rebuked it. And then he spoke, everybody say spoke again. And what he did, he spoke peace. He said, peace, be still. And I love what Jesus did, he sorted things out. Sometimes we come out just swinging at everything. Did you know you can't rebuke everything? Hello? You can't rebuke everything. I remember years ago, there were some ladies in a church I was on staff at, and they were big on casting out calories. In Jesus' name. I many of you know, that ain't going to work. That's kind of like rebuking your bills that come. I rebuke you. I deny your existence. Yeah. Good luck with that. You know, you you can't just handle everything in, 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 you know, just one way here. And so the wind, he spoke to it, peace be still. I want you to notice that Jesus was focusing on this. And this is what we're after. He, he focused on restoring and maintaining peace. Peace. I don't know about you, I like peace. I'll try it again. I don't know about you, but I like peace. I don't get theology, nor do I see it clearly in scripture, consistent, balanced in scripture that we're just just supposed to be miserable and suffering for Jesus all the time. Of course, there's some challenge. Of course, there's some suffering. There's some, there are a number of things that go along with this, but it's about peace. It's a supplement that we have from heaven for here on earth that we can have peace. Church, listen to me. Jesus was focused on restoring and maintaining peace. He came that we might have peace. He's the prince of peace. You won't need peace in heaven. It's for here. And there's even a brand of peace that passes understanding. Which means this. You can be in a situation that most people looking in and say there's no way you could have peace. And you can have peace. How many of you have ever had peace in the, in the middle of, the, of a situation like that? And it's awesome. And it's from God. And we should have that. Now, in John 14, 1. And I'm reading in the New Living Translation. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. And then in verse 27, he says this. I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Do you know what troubled or afraid would fall under what category? It'd fall under fog. Troubled or afraid. And so he's saying here, let not or don't let your heart be troubled. Now this word troubled in the Greek here, and there's a corresponding Hebrew word, and they have the same definition here, and it relates to water. So... Water that is not troubled, think about it. Water that is not troubled is like glass. It's it's just, you know, calm. And then there's levels of trouble. And this word trouble means to agitate and to stir and to mix, to jumble and to disturb. And so, water in your washing machine is troubled, it's agitated. And then sometimes we inside are agitated. Yes. How many of y'all been on the agitation cycle for a couple of times, you know, in a row for three days, you know. Uh, and, and what Jesus is saying here is, don't let your heart be stirred and troubled and have that distress. Don't let it happen. And he said, instead, I'm giving you a gift. Everybody say a gift. And he said, I'm giving you peace. I'm giving you my Peace and the peace that He gives, the world cannot match the peace that He would give. Are you all with me? He gives you a peace that the world... And we think, if I could only do that, then I'll have peace. If I could only meet them, if I could only go there, if this was only taken care of, then I'll have peace. No, you won't. Because there'll be something else. But there is a peace that you can have, an abiding peace that you can have. And I do believe this. You've got to fight for your peace. And I, I also believe this. If you lose your peace... You better go back and find it. You know, what if you had an, a, a watch that had been passed down? This is this is not a passed down watch. This is just a watch. But um, let's say that you had a watch that your great grandpa had and it's gold this and it was made by, you know, whoever. And, and, you know, an expensive and it had a great meaning and you lost that watch. You would not just go, oh, well. You know what you would do? You would start looking to go back to find it. And I'm amazed that people that lose their peace, even in a decision, they'll make a, they'll make a a decision and then they lose their peace. You know what? You need to value peace so much that I'm, I'm going back to find it. I'm going back to where I had peace on this thing. It's an important thing. That's a whole nother message. Now, trouble, speaking of trouble, and I'm, I'm headed toward a solution here in just a second. Make sure that you're not troubling yourself. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah numerous times, there's no peace for the wicked. Now, wicked really just means wrong there. And so there's no peace. So, and, and, and in Isaiah, and I should have brought it all out here tonight, it even talks about like the waters are stirred. And there are things that you and I can do. To ruin our peace. How many of you have ever done that before? Okay. And so we've got to make sure that we're not troubling ourselves. Jesus has provided an opportunity for You You need to make sure that when you wake up in the morning, part of what's going on is not because of you. I shared with you last week, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. You give territory. You give an opportunity. You give a foothold to the devil when you go to bed mad. And that's why you shouldn't watch the news and then go to bed. I'm serious, especially in political season. Don't don't watch the news and go to bed and husbands and wives. You have a fuss or fight. Let's call it what it is. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you may say, how are we ever going to end this fight tonight? I'm sleepy. I don't want to fight this whole thing out. You know, how do we backtrack and fix all of this, the mess that we made? And we, we need to talk about how to fight fair. We'll talk about that soon so you don't end up in that situation. But here's the, here's the deal. You can at least not go to bed mad. You, you may be mad at your boss. Well, guess what? You can't call him now at 1130. Hey, sir, I was really mad at you. I still am. I uh, just wanted to get that right with you. No, you're not going to be able to do that. But you can get it right in your heart because of this important thing. You cannot go to bed mad. Because if you go to bed mad, I promise you, you will wake up with what I call emotional heaviness, emotional hangover will be there. And you know it's true. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. And there are a number of other things you can do. Scripture points out a couple of these. Let me read them real quick. Proverbs 11:17, The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own soul. Proverbs eleven twenty nine: 29. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. It's possible that you, you disturb the peace of your own house. Proverbs 15, 27. He who is greedy for gain troubles his own house. Proverbs 21, 23. But he who guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. So I want you, I want you to be aware of this. If you wake up with shame guilt. You know, there's so many things that we do that we could trouble ourselves. This is why it's so vital. Start and end your day in the right way with all of this. But let's make sure with this trouble that Jesus has given us an answer for, that we're not the source of our own trouble. And let me just, can I get into your business for a little bit? If you think that you can follow Jesus and go out and party and act like the world, And come home and have peace and wake up in the morning and feel all fresh and cozy with Jesus, you're sadly mistaken. If you think you can keep crossing lines and cheat at work and steal at work or or at school or cross lines that, that God has said, do this, don't do that. If you cross those lines, and let me remind you, anything he tells you to do or don't do is for your good. The commandments show us what gives us life or what takes life away, and i 'm telling you if you 're doing things that take life away there 's no way you 're going to be blessed in your sleep, so you 're going to have to do things to help yourself sleep, and then you 're going to wake up in the morning and you are going to be you 're going to be undone and you say well i 'm used to it, no, no, you, you do not need to settle for that because i 'm telling you the devil would just hold you down keep you in that kind of thing but I just wanted to get into your business just for a little bit here and if you're ignoring God the one who would provide for you and cover you as you sleep and bless you in your sleep and wake you up in the morning and give you mercies and provide for you and help you and guide you, you're going to ignore him and then expect to have peace, you're not going to have peace you only get peace at the Prince of Peace you only get tires well it used to be, you could only get tires at the tire store okay, and so we don't go to the pizza place to get tires. And so if we want peace, we've got to know that we go to the Prince of Peace. Now, here's where I really wanted to get to you uh, tonight. And this is what we need to do to deal with this every day. And I'll just start out by saying this. You cannot be quiet. You cannot be quiet in the morning. Now I get up really early in the morning and I'm very quiet, but by quiet, I don't mean necessarily volume. I'm just saying that you cannot remain quiet. I'm super quiet. I leave my bedroom and I close the door and I make my tea and I'm just super quiet. And you know what? None of the rest of my family has learned my skills. None of them. But I'm not mad. None of them. They're all just noisy and I'm like, Tiptoeing around, you know, and then if I go to bed early, they're setting off explosions and, and, and going <laughs> and on. Anyway, that's a whole other story. I love them. Okay. Um, but you can't be quiet in this sense. You need to, and I, I wrote down three things here you need to cry out, you need to speak up, and you need to say so. Cry out, speak up, say so. Will you say it with me? Cry out, speak up, say so. And by that, and let me, we don't have time to go into all of this tonight. There are incredible studies on this. The speech centers of your brain dominate your brain. And the instant that you go to speak, that you actually engage your speech centers, you ignite other parts of your brain that are, that are kind of dormant. And this is the other thing. You override any thought that is going on in your mind as soon as you speak. Once speech centers are engaged. If you have if you're having a temptation thought or an, a bad thought or an impure thought or whatever, and you go, well, I just can't get it out of my mind. Here's what you need to do. Cry out. Speak up. Say so. And if you start your morning and you're feeling blue and you're feeling shame and you're feeling this and you're feeling oppressed or you're feeling whatever, you do not need to be quiet. All you have to do is engage your speech centers using some godly things here. But it's important that you use that. Listen, I know that sounds like, well, I I was here to learn the Bible. Listen, the Bible tells you over and over and over, don't be quiet. Don't be like a, a sheep that goes to slaughter and does not open your mouth. Jesus did that so that we could open our mouths. And the Bible says this, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say so. so. Look up the word say, and it's not think so. It's say so. And that's the whole key. Redemption. Everybody say redemption. It's what you're redeemed from. I'm redeemed from depression. I'm redeemed from shame and guilt and confusion And heaviness and all this. I'm redeemed. Everybody say, I'm redeemed. redeemed. Read your Bible and you're redeemed from those things. And this is the deal. Do not tolerate what you're redeemed from. So if you've been forgiven of your sins. Anybody been forgiven of your sins? And shame and guilt tries to come back on you heaviness tries to come on you depression tries to come on you and things that you've been redeemed from by the blood of jesus you don't just leave that there silently leave that on your life you speak up and i'm not saying that you got to be loud you know because my family would kick me out but early in the morning i will say i sing in the morning i talk in the morning i cry out in the morning cry out for what i cry out The Bible says this, the righteous cry out and he hears them and he delivers them from all their troubles. So you cry out, look out, cry out. And it does not mean think it out. It actually involves that you would say that you would speak. And I don't wail up in my study or if the living room or wherever, but I can turn on the speech centers. Do you know what I mean? I can say, Lord, I thank you for your mercies that are new this morning. I thank you that I'm redeemed from heaviness. I thank you that you've forgiven me from all my sins. I mean, you can go through this and I mean, I could, I could really get this, this cranking force tonight, but this, you need to cry out. If there's problems on you, troubles on you, you need to cry out to the Lord. You need to cry out to the Lord. You need to engage the speech centers. You need to, uh, you need to speak up. In the sense of, of, of don't just accept these things in your life. Speak up and say, no, I'm not going to be sad today. I'm either up or I'm getting up. And God's grace is sufficient for me. And I have peace that will guard my heart and guard my mind. And God is with me. And I'm never alone. And I'm never without help. And you need to get all that going instead of the stinking thinking of fear and other garbage that would just kind of want to camp. And just lay heavy in your brain that, you know, today's going to be a bad day. And nobody really likes you. You know, and, and who are you? And look at look at you, and look at this, and blah blah blah. And look what happened in your life, and look what I'm gonna do in your life, and and don't let all that garbage come into your life. Override that stuff. Cry out. Speak up. Say so. And you do not tolerate what you're redeemed. What you're redeemed from. And, and I know that all of us at one point or another will deal with some heaviness, some blues, some whatever like that. Did you know you're redeemed from that? Yes. And you just need to turn on the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes. The joy of the Lord is my strength. God is with me. I mean, you, you need to load yourself up with scripture and talk about what you know and what you understand. Uh, The redeemed, let me read to you Psalm 107 verse 2 and then I'm going to wrap this up. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Watch this. Whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You know, in essence, you're redeemed from fog. You're redeemed from fear and other garbage. Now, if the only thing you're feeding on is the news and your three friends. If that's all the information, you're going to have heavy fog. And it's going to ground you for the day. But I'm telling you, there is something to this. This is the thing that will change your morning. This will change your devotions. You know, we were taught in school. I, I can remember this happening in first grade. You know, Bill. Bill has a ball. Sally sees Bill's ball. Spot stole the ball. Bill and Sally chase Spot. And you read it out loud with a lot of punch, right? And then I don't know what grade it is. And then they tell you, read silently. (laughs) Don't move your lips. (laughs) And we've learned to read silent. And that's awesome. And I think when you're around people, you should read silently. But you want to turn your devotions on in the morning? Read it out loud. And you don't have to weird out the rest of your family, and they're they're, they're cuckoo for about a half hour, and then they, they, after, but I mean, I'm just here on Psalm 40, 146. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul, while I live, I will praise the Lord. I will praise, I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Do not put your trust in princes, nor in the son of man, where there is no help. And it goes on and on and on. And you and just read it out and something happens in you and remember we're fighting things in the soulish part of us and so what we want to do is deal with this soulish too that we turn on turn on the speech centers it's going to override those thoughts cry out speak up say so let me just finish with this statement and then we'll we'll stop here tonight you change your feelings by changing your thoughts and you change your thoughts by speaking. I'll say it again. You change your feelings by changing your thoughts. You change your thoughts by speaking. Cry out. Speak up. Say so. Amen? Now, I wish I had another half hour. I don't. But I want you to take this and apply this. Tomorrow morning, in my happy little mind, every one of you do morning devotions. Every one of you do. You love it. You look forward to it. Everyone, I just, And I'm so proud of you for it. But when you get up in the morning, every one of us, you know, I have some days that is super foggy. I have some days it is clear, clear, clear. I love the clear days. And some days it's a little spotty. But you know what? You want to be free from those things. Don't just sign off and accept, well, that's the way I am today. Know what you're redeemed from, do not tolerate it. And apply this in your time with the Lord in the morning. Apply this. Sing. And, and, and don't sing some funky old song. Sing, you know, something that's going to bless you and help you, okay? And, and speak and read and do that. And you don't have to do it loud. You just got to get the speech centers involved. And I know that sounds like, what does that have to do with anything? It has to do with everything. It's part of how you're wired And it's going to maximize what you're thinking, what you're reading, what you're singing and so forth. And it's going to help you to have a good morning. Amen. Amen. Did you get anything at all out of this tonight?